Hello, everybody. This is the first edition of the ABC podcast, A Boss, Baron Cans. Uh, my name is Boss Dadwala. I have, I have, uh, I guess, hijacked the Baron Cans, uh, the, the award-winning, award-winning show. And the bear. Oh, oh, crud. I already yeah. messed up. So I, I, I have hijacked Cans and Bear. Cans and the Bear. Yeah. Have you ever thought about making it the Cans and the Bear? Uh, well, you know, Cans is more like Cher. He's not a the person. And I'm, <laughs> you know, I fall in line. I fall in that category. So I don't think we'd rock the boat, right, Cans? Uh, at this point, you know, you don't want to change up anything. Confuse the listeners. Yeah. Our diehard listener base. They're they're they've been tweeting at me. They're uh, they don't know what to do with themselves. Every Tuesday at seven, I'm like, this sucks. You know, I got I. There's a void. There's a void. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. ABC seems like it's going to be uh, you know, a, a a close second to what Kansas and the Bear accomplished. So. You know, I'm, 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 it's good to add a boss, you know, but, uh, Kansas and the Bear, that's, that's the original show. So anyway, what yeah. do we got in store today and, of us? And look, I love that because nothing can recapture what Kansas and the Bear had, um, an amazing show. And it's oh, just sad that it gosh. ended a quarter early. Ended too soon. Ended too soon. Best, too best soon. uh, guest in the business. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anyways, uh, we were having a conversation yesterday. Before we get into this, we're going to talk all Bulls today because uh, the Bulls finally made moves. And uh, the moves that we've been waiting for for like 10 years uh, since they struck out and didn't get Bosch, Wade, or LeBron and got stuck with Carlos Boozer. But uh, we got to start this out. We got to settle this. We were talking about time zones yesterday. Specifically, time zones in the U.S. You got the Pacific, Mountain, Central, Eastern. Uh, we were talking about which one is the best. As far as being a sports fan, yeah, like like it's not necessarily what's the best like in a general life because I think we like to forget that not everyone is a sports fan. Um, but if you're gonna follow, you know, the NFL and the NBA, as it's, it's just generally sports because it's different if like you're really into one sport like one professional league but just generally i think pacific is the best and that's just because i like to go to bed at 9 p.m um so if i can get it done you know i'm 27 28 years old almost about so if i can get it done before then you know get my four o'clock you know east coast baseball like i'm all in man like give me that like i, I come home and it's the fourth inning oh that's 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 gold right there that that is a good point that I haven't thought of for baseball. You know, you don't you don't gotta just watch the entire nine innings if you don't you know if you don't have to. You can come home and just jump right into the action. But Pacific for me, man, I just think of NFL. You know, your noon kickoff in Central at ten a.m. Man, like that's too early. Yeah, ten a.m. is way too early for football. I personally, I mean, I like Central. But um, I think Mountain, I feel like Mountain is really underrated because I feel like Central, you can't really watch West Coast games NBA-wise in, in terms of like NBA as well as you could in Mountain. I feel, I feel like that extra hour really helps because uh, like when I'm watching Portland play, 
I, I hate that I have to wait till like 9.30 for the game to start because then I know that I'm going to be up past midnight and sometimes I just don't want to do that. I feel like Mountain is the perfect compromise where it's like, yeah, the game starts at 8.30. You can still go go to sleep by like 11-ish. Uh, and, and I think that it works out way better. I think all of us can agree that Eastern is by far the worst. Oh, that, that's what I yeah, was going to For say. sure. It's not even close, man. Like, if you're a hockey fan, I don't follow the NHL all that much, but those playoff games are starting at 10.30 Eastern or, like, 9.30 Eastern. It's absurd. It's like, I mean, it's like, dude, like, I'm not about to, like, stay up till 2 in the morning, you know, watching Jonathan Taves try to win a ball game. Like, you know, I'm not, not into that. Yeah, and, and you get, like, a like a triple-double overtime playoff game or something. I mean, you're done. You're done. There's like no other program on TV by the time that that game is coming to a close. And and honestly like I was in uh, I was in DC last year when the Bears played the Rams. Like not this last NFL season the year before that. Um that Monday night game and oh my god man that watching those games on the East Coast it like it ended at midnight or past yeah, midnight. That's it's like what's the point? Those put on sleep man cuz like you can't like you, you have to just operate on five, six hours of sleep. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I need my, you know, my beauty sleep. I need seven, eight. You know, this is for sure happened by accident. The bear doesn't happen by accident, man. So but like, if you ever thought about this, I, I wanted to bring this up when we were talking about time zones. Why is it Eastern Central Mountain Pacific? Why isn't it like Pacific Atlantic or Eastern and Western? You know, who who named these time zones and what were they on? Because like it's it's it doesn't add up. I feel like Eastern isn't Atlantic because like I like Indiana is East Coast is is uh, is Eastern. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like it does. It doesn't make much sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I feel like Kans is uh, probably the guy who named it. So he's he's going to defend <laughs> it somehow. But. No, I uh, I did not. But how about like oh, was it? it's Indiana or Ohio that like half the state is in one time zone and the other half is in another? Like I don't get that. It's how not Ohio. It's it's Ohio's Indiana, and then Indiana. and then Kentucky. Kentucky has parts like that too, where it's like you'll still be in the state and you cross over and then you have to come back. So like. I have a friend who lives in Indiana and he told me that like he had to go like past the time, the time cut off for like a meeting or something. And I feel like that throws you off like no other like the meet say the meetings at like 9 a.m. Yeah. But you live on like Eastern time and the meeting is 9 a.m. Central time. and You have to go into that other time zone like I, that would throw me off so badly. I feel like I'd miss everything. Definitely. Segway. Segway, why is Cincinnati in two states? Did you know that? Cincinnati's in Ohio oh. and in Kentucky. Yeah, part Cincinnati's airport is in Kentucky. I, so I went to Miami, Ohio for three years. All these Cincinnati people, like, they're great people, but, like, if you can't have a city in one state, I mean, you're second-class city. Shots fired. Like, that's all I got to say. Like, do we have anybody from Cincinnati at the station? No, we don't. I don't think so. I can't. I can't think of anybody. 
Yeah, that that's so odd. I did not know it was in two states. Yeah, yeah, that'll blow your mind, boss. I see you googling that. So <laughs> yeah, I'm actually just like I'm like looking at a map, like trying to figure this out. Yeah, that is really weird. That's really weird. I feel like Kansas is kind of like that too, Kansas City, because it's like oh, yeah. right at the border. Yeah, the, the it's just it honestly like is is it, it's definitely makes you less than Chicago and like New York, but like, well, I don't know about New York, but it's just. I don't know. I got a lot of gripes with Cincinnati as it is because of Cubs Reds. And, you know, I just think the Bengals are some ridiculous stuff going on there. But um, I don't know. As far as the time's going, time zones go, now that I'm a West Coast guy, shout out Dubs, shout out uh, Mariners, shout out all that. I'm going to I'm gonna roll with Pacific. Kansas is going to roll with whatever he rolls with. And I guess Abbas is a mountain guy. Yeah, I'm a mountain guy for sure. Uh, Ken, are you central? I, I feel like we haven't heard from um, you yet. I'm central through and through. I I just I think it's perfect, you know. Got a nice noon Sunday kickoff. I like the, like, 7 o'clock. I feel like 7 is a good number for, like, uh, primetime games. I'm central all the way. Yeah, once you get used to it, too, wherever it is, once you get used to it, I guess you'd be all right. But Mount, Mountain has its appeal, but, man, I can't get over those early East Coast baseball games where it's 4 o'clock start time. Like, I'm all over that. Like, I just want it now. Like, I just this crisis is really getting to me, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I guess, kind of moving forward, Bear, now that you're a West Coast guy, are you still are you going to, like, pick up the teams in the West Coast or are you going to stick Chicago? You know, I, I've thought about it maybe a little bit, um, especially with the good ones. <laughs> um, and, and, like, as far as the NBA, it's going to be difficult because I'm going to be in San Francisco. Uh, the Warriors just built that new arena in San Francisco. They crossed the bay. And, I mean, obviously there's no games going on right now, but uh, uh, the Bulls picking seventh and being in basketball limbo has is I, I, I've always said, like, I'm done. You know, I'm done with the Bulls. And I've said that a million times. Now that I am actually moving to a new city that has, you know, they're bad right now, but as soon as they get Steph, Clay, and Draymond, and then they add Giannis, and then, you know, James Wiseman or Anthony Edwards, I am so locked in on being a low-key Dubs fan. And I don't even care that it's, like, fair weather stuff. Usually I would, but, like, they're too good, and they play my brand of basketball. Um, So... I'm I'm not going to I don't think I'll adopt the Giants. I don't cuz by the way, everyone is listening, I'm moving to San Francisco. Um but uh I don't think I'll adopt the Giants. And the Niners are good. That's interesting. Um True. The True. Bears have 12 tight ends that are worse than George Kittle. So <laughs> um maybe I'll just maybe you know, I, I'm going to go to games, you know, and I'm going to I'm going to embrace it, but I I'm always going to be a Chicago fan. Even like I I can't get rid of the Bulls as my number 1, especially now that they have Karnasovas. Yeah, and and I guess moving forward, um how do y'all feel about this? The Bulls kind of looking like they're making moves. I'm a little confused. I'm not used to this, you know. I I really <laughs> don't know how to react, but I'm no, look, I'm I'm excited, but it's also like, yeah, it's it's kind of a, a cautious excitement because we still gotta, you know, 
see what moves he uh, he makes. I think he uh, he hired a, a, a cat. So he's kind of starting to get his staff together. But you know, I really want to see the uh, you know the draft. I think that'll be a good sign to see in what direction he wants to take the team. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's it's tough right now since, ever, like you said, everything's in limbo uh, because of you know, no sports. Who knows when we're going to get NBA back? Um, but I, I'm kind of hopeful because, like, just the fact that they've, like, kind of diminished Gar's – I mean, Gar's role has been diminishing for so long, and now Paxson's stepping aside. And, like, I mean, you have that advisor – that that advisor title, but I I don't think they actually will have any real say or any real like uh, anything in in like the decision making process. But um, it's always tough, man. I feel like Chicago teams just always find a way to mess it up. <laughs> and 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 well, like e- even if they if they end up drafting like Obi at, at seven, and you have like five power forwards again. Yeah. Then like, uh, what's gonna happen? I, I feel like there's just like nothing. There's like no player on this team right now, who like you look at them and you're like, okay, yeah, this player could lead them, or like this player will develop into an all star. Uh, other than Levine, honestly, and yeah. and even Levine's a stretch. Yeah. Oh, so Zach Zach is not a number one on a on a winning team. I feel like he'd be like the next Jamal Crawford if he would just buy into that role and like just come off the bench and fill it up because yeah. he can't defend to save his life. Uh, Kobe White is a nice young player who can score. He can shoot. He's built for this kind of kind of league. But I I, I don't see him developing into like, you know, he's 6'5", 6'4", 6'5", but I don't see him developing into like a Dwayne Wade type. I mean, that's what you need. Like we're talking about trying to win t- titles, right? And this is the NBA. Um, as far as the front office goes, I told you guys this yesterday. My only concern is too many cooks in the kitchen, too many people trying to talk over each other, trying to make decisions, especially with the already in place power struggle with Pax, with For- Gar Foreman, and, you know, throw in the Reinsdorf family. But um, if Karnasovas has the autonomy that we want and hires the right guys, I mean, he, he came up with Houston. He was working for the league for a little bit. And, you know, he Denver, like, was essentially in the gutter before he got I mean, not before he got there, but they he drafted Jokic in the second round. You know, he's taken Jamal Murray, added little tiny pieces here and there that really have worked out for the for the Nuggets. So I like on the outside looking in, I like it, but it's all like a lot of things in sports. You got to see how it plays out. You got to see who. At like what leaks out to the press, like who is who's actually in charge. And then so because I might disagree with you, Abbas, I might think that John Paxson at the end of the day might still have the final say so. Yeah, I mean, it's so hard to tell it. it I feel like it's so early, but um, I hope that that advisor thing is like, you know, make it look good for now. And then he slowly phases out. Um, I think. Like you said about too many cooks, I mean, Karnishavas needs to be like, from the start, it's got to be like, hey, it's my decision what's going on. And I, I do like that they're trying to expand a little bit because, like, I, I mean, I, I know we've been hearing the last few days, Bulls have, like, a really small front office. They don't really have analytics people. Uh, I mean, we've seen last year's. They don't really make decisions that are smart. I mean, you, the whole, Jordan. yeah, we're, we're trying to get young and athletic and then signing Rondo and Wade and then giving up on them if after a year. Um, so like, Jimmy it, got, 
Jimmy got so good. And like if they if they had rolled that out for a little bit, I wonder what would have happened. Yeah, I feel like they need to be better at dealing with people who are like who have personalities. And that's what <laughs> the like, league is. I feel like they're so bad at that. Like Joe Keem, they never really seem to treat him that well. Um Jimmy, obviously he starts talking a little bit and they trade him for nothing. Uh, I feel like now we're seeing like, did you see that Wendell Carter thing the other day? Oh, yeah. Dude. I mean, like, who cares? But like, I, I still think Wendell can like be a a part of this team, but like he doesn't seem like he's that happy. Markinen doesn't seem happy about what's going on. I don't know what's going on with Lowry, man. I got no explanation there. Uh, yes. Lowry. I mean, that's, you know, he, baby Dirk, what could have been, but. What Arturis does with Markinen because, you know, he's got that international background, obviously. He found Jokic, so. I don't know. I feel like he might take a look at Markin and be like, yeah, you know, this just isn't it and dump him or, or find a way to trade him for something. So Laurie might be on his way out, I think. First things first, though, I think you got to get rid of Jim Boylan, right? Yeah. No, yeah. He should have been gone yesterday. I think the whole coaching staff should go. I feel like there's the guys who have been there for a little while. And I mean, like, now's the time to just clear house completely yeah Definitely. so Boylan's out um i don't what i don't know what happens with the draft considering the league is suspended but you pray you're not picking seventh anymore because this draft has like nobody if they take Lamelo ball i'm gonna drive over to carnesivas's house and just and beg him to quit um but i mean i mean i like Lamelo ball and i know i'm getting a little off track but he is not like that is just a nightmare that I don't want to have. Um, but as far as the Bulls go, like getting back to that, it's just it has to play out where it's not Gar Foreman and John Paxson making decisions anymore. And you know, as long as there is that sense that um, Carnesivas is in in control, then I'm good with it. And I'm I'll, I'll even like because GMs most of the time get it wrong. So if he makes mistakes, I'm good with it. It's just don't. Don't go one, two years and fire the guy when he screws up. And then, you know, you're back to like, you know, the same thing where the, the charter franchise isn't what it's supposed to be. So, yeah, go Cans. Yeah, it's, you know, I don't get why they're even keeping Paxson guard on. I mean, Paxson, you know, he's been there for forever. So maybe, you know, you have him as like an ambassador or something, but give him and Foreman, give him the office, you know, in the broom closet or whatever, you know, keep him on the staff, but they cannot have any, any say uh, about what Carney Savas wants to do. I mean, he's, he's got to be the one running the show, you know, and, and I hope the Reinsdorfs, cause I think there, that's the key. I hope the Reinsdorfs are smart enough to, to let him run everything. And, you know, again, just fade guard packs into the background. Yeah. I feel like, the 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 Reinsdorfs are like some of the most loyal people. Like they're so loyal with their employees all the time. It's like even if they're not, like I feel like they'll stick around for a while, Paxton and Foreman. But like they're never gonna fire them. I feel like they'll just be like there, like their voice will be there. But like like I mean, like Bear said, I just hope they don't have a big say in what happens or any say, honestly. Like I mean, yeah, broom closet, whatever it is. If you want to keep them on. 
uh, just because of that loyalty aspect. Sure, as long as they're not like butting in and and trying to get their own uh, blueprint uh, on, on the organization anymore. I mean, yeah, I mean, John Paxson rebuilt this team in the early 2000s, but guess what? Like, it's 2020, right? And he hasn't made it, like, like marketing to me, like, I, I know we're, like, Lowry had a decent rookie year or whatever, but that dude, like, I I just don't know. Like, it honestly is like the, uh, the Monstars got to him and just, like, put his – his talent in a basketball because he's lost it, man. And then I, it almost feels like there's just such a disconnect between the players and Boylan and then, um, you know, Boylan and his own relationship with the front office. That's just like, it's a dumpster fire. I mean, it really is. So you really got to get the new voice in there and to clean everything up. And so that starts with, you know, firing the coach and then, you know, starting to rebuild the team. And if that means they need, like, 2021, they need to come in last place and, you know, try to do what the Phoenix Suns have been trying to do, shout out Glenn, um, then, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe that's what you got to do. Because, I mean, if you look, like, if you can pull off what Theo Epstein did, what the White Sox are trying to do in basketball, if you what the Sixers did, you know, I mean, Ben Simmons can't hit a shot to save his life, but... I mean, they were a team that for a while people thought had a shot at a title. Like, if that's what you need to do, then, you know, like, I'm, I'm okay with it. Like, I've, I've had an, uh, a ton of Bulls misery, you know, so I can take a year where it feels like there'll be some hope after it. Yeah, and you bring up the Sixers, which I think is interesting because they – I remember when they were so bad and, you know, the process and all that. But if you look at them now, I mean, they've been in the playoffs. You know, they took Toronto to Game Seven last year. Like they're they're relevant. The Bulls haven't been relevant since, you know, I mean, probably since they made the Eastern Conference Finals that one year. I mean, really, they, it's just whatever they whatever the plan is. You know, Theo Epstein. They need a plan, and and I'll follow it. You know, I'll take my marching orders and whatever they say they're gonna do. I'll follow it because if they have a plan in place i'm all for it because garpex they have no plan throwing you know darts at a dartboard and hoping something sticks <laughs> yeah and honestly like i'm not even against like if you run next season or, or this season whenever next season starts i'm not even against just running with what you have right now i mean it's not like guys are coming off the books i mean you're going to be paying Otto Porter $30 million next year because he's going to accept his player option. So it's not that like you're signing anyone this offseason. But if you at least get in a coach who who you like, whose system you like, I'm Kenny Atkinson, uh, that, that'd be nice. Uh, and then maybe you see, like, I, 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 I don't like how much Lowry has, like, struggled, but he's shown flashes. And I think if they let him play his game again and not be some stupid, like, Channing Fry-esque spot-up, shooter and let him kind of like have the ball a little bit more like he did in his second year uh and maybe let people like play the nba the way they play it now and not this weird way boylan wants to do it then maybe some of these some of these younger guys marking and carter jr some of them maybe they show something that they, that they can actually stick around and then you have like a little bit of foundation and then hopefully karnishavas can actually make the bulls a player in free agency because Honestly, the biggest free agent signing in Bulls history is like Pau Gasol, <laughs> Boozer. I mean, it washed up Dwayne Wade. I mean, who have they signed in free agency that's actually good? 
I mean, in our I mean, lifetime, well, I won't say I won't say actually good because Gasol was amazing with the Bulls, but like a younger All Star player. Um, yeah, well, like a mar- a marquee free agent. Yeah, a marquee free agent. Yeah. Yeah, they missed. They missed out on Melo. They missed out on uh, like the the big three. Um, I mean, they got no shot at Giannis. They got, you know what I mean? Like, there's. It, in our lifetime, at least in mine, I'm a little older than you guys. There hasn't been, you know, any like of note. Like I can't, like, I mean, you rack in my brain, it really doesn't come to mind. But like, who, who ends up? And I, I, I don't need any names off the top of your guys' heads. But like, you said Atkinson. Like Taylor Jenkins has got got hired by uh, Memphis last year, and like he's t- like they added John Morant, and um, then now they they were competing for the eight seed before all this happened. So who like I would I would just wonder who's gonna because if you're gonna fire Jim Boylan obviously you got to replace him so like that's the next step and um, you know I just hope that there's a coach out there and I like some of these assistants I'm not, not too familiar with so like I just I hope there's a coach out there that can you know take like come into this this mess and you know have a good relationship with the with the president of basketball operations besides having a good relationship with the owner and uh you know let's see let's see who they add because I, I think Boylan's got his walking papers pretty much already. Yeah and you know bringing a new coach and exactly you know see maybe it was just Boylan was the reason Laurie was regressing or whatever. But, you know, maybe he'll bring some life into some of these players and we can see, you know, who's worth keeping around. And also maybe, you know, you'll just see some people just need to go. So new coach is important, but, you know, it's interesting to think about when this uh, this will all happen because the league is just in such a odd place right now. I mean, with uh, everything that's happening. So it's like, I feel like, they know what they have to do, but it's just a matter of, you know, when they'll find the time to do it because, you know, the draft is going to be pushed back, uh, people are saying. So it's just when can you actually implement all, all the things you want to get done? Yeah, that's true. It's like the timeline is so odd. Um, like who knows when when anything's going to restart. I've heard like – I've heard a couple people have been talking about Adrian Griffin – yeah, former Bulls assistant played at Seton Hall uh, around the same time Karnishavas played. So like I've heard okay. his name thrown around a, a ton. And then like uh, if we think of, like people who like assistants who were getting some buzz like in the past years, people have been talking about Jerry Stackhouse a lot, which would be fun. Coaching the G League. Yeah, with Toronto with their G League team. And and he got a lot. He was getting a lot of buzz. There's like every year, like a Spurs assistant coach gets a lot of buzz. Yeah, I feel like there's so many ways. Ah, uh, <laughs> I feel like I feel like that ship has sunk. I think Cans wants him to bring back Tom Thibodeau. I I, I feel like it ended I with Derrick Rose Spurs ACL. <sighs> That's so funny. Can't because I'm looking it up right now, and like they've talked about Fizdale. They've talked about uh, Bill Self is actually a name that they mentioned. No, um, no, 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 I, Bill, no, 
West Coast. I don't think college to pros works. I mean, look Dude, at after, uh, what's his face, after John Beheim, Beeline. Yeah, or a Beeline. Sorry, uh, after him, I'm like, nah, nah. Okay, I'm good. well, what I'd say to that, what I'd say to that is, Brad Stevens is arguably the best coach in the NBA. Uh, one of them. One of. I them. mean, I like Brad Stevens a lot. Yeah. Um, but without any players, he got he got to the Eastern Conference Finals and almost took almost beat LeBron. Um, but I don't know, like. I think college to the pros can work, but like, am I sold on Bill Self as the Bulls' new head coach? No, but I like it. It's a little more exciting than Fizdale, and like, unless they bring Tibbs back, I'm not going to throw a parade. So, I really like Atkinson. Really, That's I really like Atkinson. I think he did. He does. He's done so much. Um, he did. He did so much. I should say in Brooklyn with nothing, pretty much nothing to work with. Like even even when they even before they got D'Lo, they were like, they were able. They they like played like a team, even though the players on the team were pretty bad. Uh, so like I, I do like that. that, and I feel like I feel like he he resonates well with the players. I I don't think it worked out with him and and KD and Kyrie, but I don't think a lot. I I don't think a lot of coaches work out with KD and Kyrie. <laughs> Dude, Kyrie Irving, like I can't, right, so I can't forget how well he played in the in the postseason when he was in Cleveland. Like, why can that guy not figure it out? Places like that dude is so unbelievably talented. Like, there is not a better ball handler, uh, like in the history of basketball. And like, like his, he's got so many moves. I just like if the that's another guy. Like, if the Bulls added Kyrie Irving, I would not be psyched. Yeah, I know. I wouldn't be either. I'd honestly, I'd feel like yeah. it'd be a letdown because, like, he's not healthy enough to play. Uh, I feel like he he seems to destroy coaching staffs way too much. Uh, and like the fact that Boston was looked better without him is, is kind of it's it's troubling. And he thinks the Earth is flat. Uh, yeah, and he thinks the Earth is flat. <laughs> and it's just, I mean. Oh. You know, you get him in with like a bunch of young guys, and I don't know. It'd, it'd be like uh, I don't want to say the V word, but you know, it'd be like uh, a bad situation. I think he'd just you know mess everything up. You know, bad vibes. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, bad vibes. Um, I feel like it'd be like that whole rift that happened when 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 like wade and butler were going after the team Three and Wanda was going after them like <laughs> that whole thing was terrible then towards the end of like the bulls like their their early 2010s run all the drama between like butler and his and, and like the players on his side and then like the older crew there was like way too much going on and i i think they need a coach who can control that and that, that's why I really, I, I really believe Atkinson would be a good fit, but um, it, yeah, it's maybe, so early. Maybe a voice along those lines is the right move. Um, I don't know. It's it, that's why it like like with any general manager, with any new regime coming in, it's like you can say like, oh, this is the right guy for the job, but until you see the results, like you can't really praise. You know, like he's he's a hot name. Like there's no and like he, I trust him to hire the head coach, but. You know, it's it's you know, he's 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 really got to get it done before I'm going to praise him, um, especially when I think like I know we probably disagree on this. I just think that like he's not going to have the power that he thinks he's going to have. 
You know, I mean, it's just I, oh, like I watched. I've I've been watching this this song and dance for wait since 2003, basically, where like new coach comes in. Like Tom Thibodeau struggled with the the front office relationship, and they like they had he had nothing but success basically until the work got hurt. Um, so the power struggle with the Bulls seems childish, and it seems like it's so hard to overcome. I, I hope, I'm just hoping that he, he has, you know, full autonomy. But, you know, I mean, you you could be right, Bear. I mean, you know, we'll hear a report maybe next year saying that, you know, he's getting handcuffed and what he wants to do. And, and if that happens, I don't know what I'll do. I might just stop following the NBA. Yeah, I, I might jump ship fully and just yeah. leave the Bulls behind because – I, I feel like it, now, now is the time for, for them to actually make the right move because they haven't been making that for a while. I will say I'm so happy, happy they didn't hire uh, Danny Ferry or oh, Brian God. Colangelo. That would have been <sighs> so oh, bad. That would have been night. so bad. Yeah. I, I saw but, that they were interviewing him, and I was like, no, 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 no. Neither <laughs> of those guys. Please, no, Boss. no. Boss, you gotta take. Uh, you gotta. You just gotta move to the West Coast. Move to Portland. I'll be close by in San Francisco. That's like, like seven hours. Whatever it is, come drive down. I'll take you over to the arena. We're, we're we'll be watching games at seven o'clock while Kansas is going to bed, man. <laughs> no, Honestly, be, that sounds amazing. I'd much rather be in Portland watching the Blazers than be in Chicago watching the Bulls. Hundred percent. Wait until our tourist turns things around, though. <laughs> yeah, then I'll that be back. Again. <laughs> then from your lips to God's ears, man. Because like, I just like you make a plan, and like, like obviously, like I'm. I don't want you guys to get it twisted. Like, I'm definitely psyched about it, but like, I, I like I've said like three times now. I just need to see the results. Like, I need to see some sort of step forward, and then I'll completely get back on board with the Bulls. Like, I, I boycotted Bulls games this year when I was in Chicago. I was not buying a ticket. Like, my buddy wanted to go see Luca play. I mean, I, obviously, I think that game got canceled, or I think they might have snuck it in. Um, but anyway. Uh, we were going to go and I was like, I'm not supporting this team until I see something different. Like I'm not paying my hard earned dollars cans to go to a Bulls game. No. Yeah. I haven't been to a Bulls game and you went to that Celtics game. I heard, oh, that that's right. I mean, it was just so forgettable. That's why I couldn't remember. <laughs> but before that, I think I went to a, a preseason game in uh, 2013. That was the last time before wow. January. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they've just become an embarrassment, and, and things have to change. Yeah, I think I went to two this year. One of them was that Portland game where they lost by, like, 30. But that yeah. game was fun because, like, Dame went off. Mello was – they were they were chanting for Mello the entire game. And then he uh, – I think he he posterized Gafford or, or Wendell Carter. I can't remember. But it was a it was a fun time. Didn't, you, didn't Mello drop, like, like, 20 in the first half in that game or, like, something yeah. like Yeah. Yeah, I, it was I something like that. Today. I watched – I probably watched under – like, so, like – especially with the NBA these days, you can follow it without really watching live games. I know a boss loves checking in on his league pass, but like 
you you don't have to like you can you can follow the Instagram account, you can follow on Twitter, and you don't have to see missed shots, you don't have to see turnovers. All you see is dunks and fall away threes. So like I probably watched under 15 minutes of Bulls basketball like live, but I caught all the hi- like when Kobe hit eight threes, I saw that I saw all the highlights. But like it's just like I I can't I can't come to like. I can't bring myself to sit down in front of the TV and turn on bowls and, you know, whoever the Pacers in the middle of November. I just like, like I, I, I did like three, four years ago, I did it all the time, but like, I just, I can't do it anymore, man. Like I'm starting to get so fed up. I watched one like full entire game. And this was probably the most I ever watched was uh, I think it was Zion's first game uh, yeah. in Chicago. I watched like that whole game really just for Zion and and that was it. I mean, I there's just no point to turn in or tune in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I I don't. What I, I, you're talking league past when when I'm on there, I I I did not watch that many Bulls games this year because like they're so much better. But I, honestly, I'd rather watch like Orlando play than watch the Bulls play because at least watching Orlando play, I'm bored, but I'm not in pain. <laughs> I'm not in pain. When I watch well the said. Bulls play, I'm in pain like 90% of the time because, like, you just see these like role players who probably shouldn't be role players doing really stupid stuff. You see Levine taking a bunch of ill-advised shots. Every time they're in a close game with like three minutes left, Levine just starts chucking mid-range jumper after mid-range jumper after mid-range jumper, and it's like, man, you like you butcher this team's late-game offense, and there's like no set plays at that point in the game like i don't think boylan is coaching at that point he's calling oh, timeouts X- yeah he's calling timeouts the x's and o's are out are out completely out i mean at, like because like i'm a i'm a bulls fan and a DePaul fan my like except DePaul's women hoops shante stonewall shout out f- uh friend of the program cans yep. the bear but uh um friend of we, the station for sure are there yeah i'm sorry Bob. Yeah, friend, friend of the station Friend of the station. She's good. She's cool. Um, but like because I'm a Paul fan, because I'm a Bulls fan, basketball in the last gosh, I don't you know, like has just been a nightmare. Um, so now that I am moving to San Francisco, I am coming around a little bit more on the idea of adopting the Golden State Warriors as my one one B. I'll go Bulls one A, Warriors one B, and I'll watch Steph hit close to four hundred threes. And I'll watch Draymond run the offense from the top of the key. And as soon as Clay gets back from this injury and we add Giannis, we're, you know, we're made in the shade. <laughs> what if Giannis stays in Milwaukee, though? You're not sold that he's going out west. I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like Giannis is, he seems like he'll be loyal, but I also feel like they blew it by not getting a point guard. It wasn't Eric Bledsoe. Oh my God! Because like, I think shit. every time you get into a playoff series, and and Eric Bledsoe brings the ball up the court, and his defender is like standing by the rim, you know you're losing that series. He he's the and biggest like, no factor in a playoff yeah. game. He can't shoot. They should have kept Malcolm Brogdon, who's turned, yeah. like the Pacers. I love the Pacers, man. And uh, it's just it's uh, as as far as the Giannis thing goes. I mean, like. He, I'm with you. He feels like he is one of those types who will, you know, take the Supermax and stay home. And, like, he loves Milwaukee. They drafted him 15th. They took a shot on him, that whole thing. 
But I mean, to pass up playing with those guys on the West Coast is, I feel like it's so hard to do, even if you're Giannis, just because that, like, that would be the most lethal. Like, he's, it'd be a better version of KD, maybe. It'd be different. But like, it'd be a be- I think it'd be, it'd be a better version of KD. He would fit. He's so well. so good defensively. And, uh, I don't know, man. I would, I like, I'm, maybe it's just a hopeful thing, but I want to see those guys play together so bad. Like, like, it would be so bad. It would be something else watching, like, the ball movement. He's a, I think he's a better passer than KD. He's um, not a better ball handler, but he is a better passer. So it would, <laughs> and like, protecting the rim, it's not even, like, it's not even close. So I just, I like, Give me that all day. I'll be sitting courtside. I'll, uh, a boss will drive in from Portland. We'll FaceTime yes. cans. It'll be a great day. <laughs> nah, Giannis, he's, he should go to Phoenix. Phoenix, yeah. Play with Phoenix. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe it's Glenn has, you know, infiltrated my brain. But no. I, I, I want to see the Suns be good, you know. Oh, something, about, something about Dude. the desert, man. It's I love it. <laughs> They gotta get good again. Oh man, I, I need I need Portland to be good again. I, I need them to get Nurkic back. I need them to uh, add another star if that ever you happens. Get, you need to get rid of Hassan Whiteside as soon as oh, possible. Oh, dude! Oh my, I, dude! The second Nurkic is healthy at the start of the next season, whenever it starts, if it's like January, February next year, I don't care. Whiteside is gone. He's not staying. He's done. It's I over. can't stand that guy, man. Dude, he um, can't play defense, man. He he just can't play defense. He he was putting like, up big numbers for a minute there, but it was like one of those cases where like somebody's got to put up these numbers and like and and uh, yeah, that's the case in Portland. It's like someone's got to score, someone's got to do scoring down low, and I mean he doesn't play. Their defense is just sad to watch this he's year. Lazy dude. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, a he's huge lazy. Side fan. Um, yeah, I mean like. As far as the Phoenix thing, like, do you guys remember those teams with Nash and Johnson and uh, yeah, John Marion? John Marion. I was watching the 2010 conference finals yesterday. So it was like Suns, Lakers, and then you've got like old Grant Hill, Nash, and Stoudemire before, before Stoudemire left. And you've got like Jason Richardson is out there. Yeah. Man, they took the Lakers to six. I'm really surprised they even took the Lakers to six. That was not a Steve not Nash a great Suns big team. shots down the stretch. Yeah, so it's oh, dude, he was he was. So it's gotten that bad for you, and, and during quarantine that you're 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 going back to 2010. You're going a decade back. Dude, I just turn on NBA TV and I'm like, hey, whatever's going. Like today, when I was eating lunch, I was watching 24 hours with Blake Griffin during the 2011 All Star weekend, and like. It's like listening to the young Blake Griffin talk. He's just like, yeah, you know, I'm just staying busy. A lot of stuff on the schedule. Right. Five minutes later, yeah, I'm staying busy. There's a lot of stuff for me to do. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just happy that I'm staying busy. I'm like, dude, this is, this is hard at to watch. It, at least it's Blake Griffin. Like he's kind of funny. Like, yeah, uh, he is. Yeah, but it was but like awkward. Like, like it was like Blake Griffin when he was younger than I am right yeah. now. So he's just like <laughs> this awkward, like. Mid, like teenager 19 20 year old maybe he was like 21 22 by then i don't remember go look at those numbers when he was in oklahoma after like astronomical like all like he just he was like 23 and 12 at the collegiate level which is just like stupid like it's just like that those nobody's putting up those numbers um except uh, except i think 
Oh, wait, no, no, no. Yeah, like, Tim Duncan was the last guy before him to put up those numbers. Um, yeah, but, I mean, we just need sports back, guys. Like, we're all starting to lose it a little bit. I mean, like, I mean, I'm, I'm watching, like, New Girl for, like, the 12th time. Like, you know, somebody come get me. Like, you know. I guess before we before we wrap up here, I just got to say, um, since every the one time I've come on your show, we talked to Paul Basketball for a while. Really quickly, in like two minutes, each of you, how are you feeling about the men's basketball team? Devin Gage transferred to Fresno State, oh, I think. Hey. And uh, Paul Reed's gone. JCL got his year. But how bad is this team going to be next year? Kans, you go first, then I'm going to go. I, I woke up and I saw a notification, I think, from uh, Twitter about the extension, looked at my phone, just literally just threw it across the room. I cannot believe that we are running this back. I don't know how bad we're going to be. How much worse can we get? You know, maybe <laughs> no, no Big East wins. Yeah. Maybe. We're going to go from 10th to 11th. <laughs> Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, that's, that's true. Oh, my gosh. So, so let me – okay, so Paul Reed leaves. Like, look at the facts. Like, Paul Reed is gone. Devin Gage is gone. Um, Mick Sullivan and Sully Menard are gone. So, we got two Sullys out of there. Um, you are not in – they're not in on any grad transfers, it seems. So, like, they, they're going to they're gonna be playing walk-ons. They're going to be playing – like, I don't even know – like. Like they, JCL got an um, an extra year of eligibility, so he'll still be on the team. It's just it, like they're they're not improving, and this guy gets rewarded for winning what seventeen Big East games in five years. Like I like winning is not a priority. It's worse than the Bulls situation because winning at least the Bulls at least the Bulls still want to win it like a little bit. DePaul basketball has no interest in win- men's best. DePaul men's basketball has no interest in winning games. And, like, because if they did, this would not be the way they would operate, right? Like, they would they would fire the coach. They would they would go hire Scott Nagy from Wright State or somebody who's winning at a mid-major level. And they, they, they won't take a risk. They're content with half the stadium or less than half the stadium being filled. It's just... It's 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 sad, man. This is DePaul basketball, who was bigger than the Bulls in the early in like the '80s. They were bigger than the Bulls before Michael got there. That's what people say. So like, it it it's tear jerking. Like I, I literally want to rip my hair out every time I think that I'm a Demons fan. There's really just nothing to look forward to. Yeah, right, I, I don't even think I don't even think they're like a Horizon League quality team next year. No, uh, dude. Without I feel like the only. Honestly, the only positive that I can see is that the contract's only guaranteed for one year. Oh, so they really? can fire him after next season. But like, but like, it's DePaul. They're not going to fire him. Yeah, they're not, not going to fire him. He's going to be here till 23-24, and he'll probably be back again. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, and, and he's going to... Marquise Torres ACL, and it's like everything is just looking dismal. Is what I'll say. That's the word I'll use. Dismal. He's going to be the John Paxson of DePaul. He's going to be here for twenty years. Why is why is Chicago's Chicago basketball like run this way? Like, why is this what we are? Like, why can't we be you know anything different 
other than like St. John's and the Knicks. Like, like it's just like it's so weird to me. Like it doesn't make any sense. Anyway, it was it was it was fun talking to you guys because clearly we got a lot of good stuff going on in quarantine yeah. with all in the Bulls. I mean, the Bulls have yeah. some hope. Have some hope, but uh, you know, I'm glad we were on the show today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you both of you. Um, first edition of a boss bear and and cans abc abc, the ABC podcast baby the abc <laughs> podcast let's see how many more of these we can get out in this uh this quarantine let's see i have i don't know what to talk about anymore like i think my creative juices are like at an all-time low but uh we might have a radio to pulse sports horse competition to rival the one the nba is doing right now so bear That's if fun. you have access to a hoop yeah, right. Please feel free to join. <laughs> and, man, and I do have access to a hoop. And um, I, may, if you guys want to do another show, I'll put together some trivia. Ooh. All right. right. Well, can you beat the cans? Can you beat cans? Can you beat them? Yeah, I, I, me and cans are going to – we're going to throw yeah, it down. Right. <laughs> well, hey, I'm ready. I love trivia. He's good, man. Cans, cans is good. <laughs> Kansas is pretty yeah, I good. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Kansas is gonna beat me. He made he really made Noah like he destroyed Noah. It was it was <laughs> it was actually pretty it was pretty mean what Kansas did to Noah. Well, you oh, didn't God. throw many hockey questions. Yeah, well, yeah, but you got Boomer Esiason, which just like blew my mind because you're ten years old. Like I could not believe that you did that. <laughs> hey, I know. I know, I know things, man. You That's know your all left, I'll say. You know your lefty quarterbacks from the East Coast. That's what you know. <laughs> all <Yeah>. right. <laughs> well, this has been the first, the first episode of the ABC podcast. Please uh, be sure to check out the rest of our uh, award-winning content that's been coming out in this quarantine time. We're bored. We know you're bored. So take 50 or 60 minutes and listen to us talk. <laughs>